Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, July 26, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by our vicar, uh, vicar Paul Agenton. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Good. Hello, Good. everybody. We are in the middle of a couple big things going on here at church right now. The roof is being reshingled, first of all, so if you hear that banging away in the background, that's not uh, not us. That is the shingles going up. Uh, they're going up really fast. They got it all torn down in a day, and, and uh, they're all going right back up now again. Hopefully by the end of the day, Wednesday, they're supposed to be done. So we'll, we'll see if that happens or not. It seems like a big job. but They get to do it during the hottest week of the summer here. I know. So yeah. Lucky guys up there. Yes, yes. Thankful that uh, we were able to hire that out and get a crew to do that. So yeah. uh, The other thing going on this week is Vacation Bible School. Um, so we have five days of VBS from 830 to 1130. I think we've got something around 80 campers or something like that, all told. Um, so really great turnout. Uh, we have all the way from three years old through sixth grade. We have a huge number of volunteers, uh, especially some younger people this year, helping out uh, different levels and doing crafts and, and music and snacks and uh, free time. So really been a wonderful uh, group effort uh, to see everybody come together and uh, feed God's lambs that uh, bread of life that they need to need to hear. So we thought today what we might do is, uh, as we are in, in the middle of this VBS theme, that we might do... Just walk through with you, the listener, uh, day by day, our five different Bible stories that the children have been learning uh, as we've been going through the week. So our theme for the week in general is back to Jerusalem, and it's this kind of travel through time idea, and every day there's a fun little skit where uh, Austin Leon, who uh, was, was voluntold by his mother to, that he was going to put on these skits where he goes back in time to illustrate a point kind of for the kids to learn. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to kind of watch the kids learn in that way. And then they go to the classroom with their teachers and they learn from their teachers. So our vicar here has been teaching the fifth and sixth graders. Yep. Uh, how many how many students do you have in that class? I had 16 the first day, 17 today. So okay. we got a good group in there. Been it's been really fun. Excellent. That was a good good group of kids and uh, uh, neat opportunity for you to work with that level. You know yeah. because unfortunately you aren't able able to be here for the school year. But uh, this is kind of your opportunity to work with some of our younger people here. So yeah, and one of the students told me I wasn't the worst teacher they've ever had. Hey, so hey, yeah, yeah. got that? You didn't ask him who the worst one was. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right, so we'll walk day by day through the lessons here. So the first day, uh, we did the boy Jesus in the temple. So it was going back to Jerusalem. Uh, it's the account from Luke chapter 2 of when Jesus and Joseph and Mary, uh, when Jesus was 12 years old, they went to Jerusalem. So, you know, that age 12 is pretty historically impactful as far as, you know, that's when you have your, uh, what's that called in Jewish circles where you have your... Uh, not the bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah, yeah, bar okay. mitzvah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of the age that normally happens in the Christian church. Of course, we have uh, the the tradition of confirmation, where you, you we have that coming of age idea. And here we see Jesus at age twelve. We don't know if he'd ever gone to Jerusalem before, or, or, or obviously he did after. But uh, it's specifically mentioned here. This is when he goes to Jerusalem, goes to the temple with his mother Mary, with his stepfather Joseph, and they go to worship God in the temple. Uh, but the problem is when Joseph and Mary went to leave, they left with a large group. Couldn't find Jesus at the end of the day. Had to go back to Jerusalem, look and search, search, search for three days. They couldn't find him. I don't know if you've ever lost a child for any period of time, Paul, have you? Not yet, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe for a minute or two. But yeah, <laughs> we had a 
it was two years ago at the Fourth of July parade, I think, where uh, my daughter Olivia got out of the uh, oh, got man. out of the uh, float, and we all just kept moving along, moving along, and all of a sudden I couldn't find her, and I had just this moment of panic, and my wife looked at me, and I thought the look was going to kill me first, <laughs> so I just started turning around, and ran backwards, and I did find her eventually. She was back wow. there, and she was pretty frightened and scared too. So uh, that was a the closest I've ever come to losing a child. And that was. I don't know, three minutes, you know, not certainly not three days. Um, so you can only imagine how frightened Mary and Joseph were. And they finally find Jesus, and of course, probably the first place they should have looked, which was the temple. Um, and there he was answering questions and, and uh, 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 posing questions to the leaders and uh, really doing teaching, as you as you'd imagine that Jesus would do. And uh, um, Mary comes running in and she says, Why have you done this to your father and I? And he says, wouldn't, shouldn't you know that I'd be about my father's business? And, you know, it's such an amazing response from Christ, knowing that uh, he was not about Joseph, you know, the, the carpenter's business, but about his heavenly father's business, accomplishing salvation for us. And that's really the take-home for that first day is every day of Jesus' life from conception to death, Jesus was winning salvation for us by perfectly keeping God's law which means that he was always doing what he was supposed to do, never doing what he was not supposed to do. He always perfectly obeyed his parents. He never did what his parents told him not to. He never had anger in his heart. He was always loving to his neighbor. Uh, he had never, thoughts of, never had thoughts of lust or, or sinful desire or greed or jealousy, any of those things. Um, he was perfect in action in every way, and we call that Jesus' active righteousness, right? That he actively kept the law for us. And So even at age 12, you know, that little pre-adolescent Jesus was winning salvation for us by keeping God's law and by prioritizing um, his heavenly father's mission and goal for him. And so uh, we really see Jesus' act of obedience present in that first that first lesson on Monday, which brings us into our second day. Paul, what do we talk about on day two? So on day two, we got into uh, Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Um, and you can't help but have the song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Yeah, can't help. You know, get into your head when, when you think about Zacchaeus. And... You know, Zacchaeus was in the city of Jericho. He was, uh, the Bible tells us, he was a chief tax collector. And um, if you know anything about tax collectors in the Bible, they were not very well liked by the Jewish people because they tended to be, as my kids told me, cheats and stealers and liars. And um, they they didn't make many friends for themselves. And, and we are told that Zacchaeus also did not have many friends because as we later on in the account he talks about how he defrauded people and he charged them too much and he took money so Zacchaeus was a wealthy man as a chief tax collector he must he probably had others below him that he trained to do the same things mm -hmm. but his conscience had to have been bothering him um, Jesus was coming through Jericho he had a crowd of people around him and Zacchaeus had it in his mind and his heart to to find Jesus that day to look for him he wanted to see what Jesus was preaching and teaching. He wanted to know who this Jesus was because he was under the impression that Jesus could give him what he needed, which was the forgiveness of his sins. His conscience was telling him that. So he, he, he can't see around all the people because he's a man of short stature. He's this wee little man, so what does he do? He climbs up a tree and just shows the, uh, the excitement that he had that Jesus was there, that he was determined to see Jesus. He gets up in this tree undoubtedly people were probably pointing at him and and making fun of him to some extent but what does Jesus do he he stops and he says Zacchaeus get down out of that tree I'm gonna go to your house today and what a feeling that would be for any of us you mm -hmm. know um, as as sinners ourselves 
uh, we we know that we need forgiveness. Our, our conscience bears witness to that. And we, thankfully, were born into the Christian church. We were baptized as infants, most of us. But to, to go throughout your life not having the hope that we have as Christians and then in Zacchaeus' shoes to know that Jesus was here and Jesus was the Son of God, the Savior, what a, what a feeling that must have been yeah. When, yeah. when Jesus says, I'm going to go to your house today, mm-hmm. and which he does. And we eventually learn that the kingdom of God came to that house that day. Zacchaeus yep. was, was sorry. And, and you know out of that joy and that thanksgiving for the forgiveness, Jesus told him he had, he, he tells Jesus, I'm going, to give, I'm going to give all the money back that I've stolen. I'm going to give back fourfold. Mm-hmm. It's just a wonderful account of, of forgiveness and repentance and, and that thankfulness that we as Christians have for what Jesus has done. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think that idea that Jesus came to seek sinners, you know, he yes. didn't come for the, Jesus himself said, I did not come for those who are well, but for those who are sick, right? And um, that's what our third day really focuses in on is, the, you know, going back now to Golgotha, which is, of course, is translated the place of the skull, um, looking at the cross of Calvary. And so our third day is all about Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And so here we kind of, on the middle day of the week, we get to the really the heart of the matter, which is um, what Jesus was willing to do, which is to suffer and die. Um he willingly went to Jerusalem. He willingly offered up his own life. And I always think that's an important lesson to teach our kids, too, is no one took Jesus' life from him. They were No human being is powerful right. enough to take the life from the Son of God. Jesus gave up his own life. And so, you know, we oftentimes think, well, the Jews killed Jesus or the, you know, the Pharisees put him to death or the soldiers, you know, they, they killed him. No, Jesus gave up his own life, you know, and, and not in like a suicidal idea, but in a self-sacrificing idea and an offering of himself and um, we read that you know Jesus said it is finished and father into your hands I commend my spirit and he breathed his last so he gave up his spirit you know it literally says he gave up his spirit it wasn't anyone took it from him he gave it up himself and uh, that's because how much he loved us all week long in our music class we've been talking about um, the the sign for Jesus the sign language sign for Jesus which is you, you point with one hand you point in the middle of your other hand which signifies the, the place where the nails were placed into Jesus. And I talked to the kids, you know, did, could, did Jesus have to, have to die on the cross? Could he have stopped if he wanted to? And the answer is yes, he's God. He could have uh, prevented himself from dying when they mocked him and said, if you are the son of God, come down from the cross. And, and the, the thieves said, or the, the other thieves on the cross said, yeah, save yourself and us too. You know, and he could have at any moment. He could have sent legions of angels and come flying down from the cross and overpowered the Romans with his his godly strength and might, um, but he didn't. He willingly sacrificed himself. And why? The answer is because uh, uh, of his great love for you and me, that he w- wanted to save us uh, because he loved us so dearly. And so we've been singing all week about Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. We've been singing about how we. I just want to be a sheep, ba ba ba, because Jesus is our shepherd. Uh, and he, our good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep. So that was day three, paying for our sins. And day four, uh, a Samaritan man shows kindness, uh, the, the famous parable of the Good Samaritan. And, you know, everybody seems to know this parable. And, and you know, he, Jesus is approached by a teacher of the law. And, you know, what do I have to do to be saved, Jesus? Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus asks him, well, you tell me. You know the law. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And 
Jesus says, yeah, you've done that. You've answered correctly. Now go do that. Do that, yeah. And, and what's the problem there? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> we can't do that. We can't do that perfectly, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so Jesus tells him this parable um, that, you know, talks about a, a Samaritan man helping out an injured, um, beaten up gentleman along the road, helping out uh, most likely a Jew after, you know, a couple other Jews, uh, a rabbi and a Levite, you know, they, they cross by and let the man lay in his blood. And lo and behold, the, the one man who doesn't get along with the Jewish nation, there's, yeah. this, there's this rift between the Jews and the Samaritan. Um, he's showing what, it's, what it is to live out your life as a Christian, as a believer in God, that your neighbor is anyone whom you have interaction with. You know, it's, it's not just... Your, living next door or yeah, whatever, yeah, or your sister or your brother lives in your house. Your neighbor is can be anyone that you encounter. It, it might be somebody in a mission field that we're tending to across across the world. But anyway, it's it's just a wonderful parable showing um, the kindness ultimately that Christ has for us because mm-hmm. um, we are we are sinners forsaken on the side of the road, bloody in our sin, and, and Jesus came to seek and to save again that which was lost. And this is shown very wonderfully in the parable of the Good Samaritan. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that bears out so well. You know, Jesus is the ultimate Good Samaritan, and now he calls us to be Good Samaritans too, right? And yeah. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Which brings us into day five, uh, uh, in which Paul preaches about Jesus. So we skip way ahead in the future. Jesus said, died, rose, sent it back into heaven. Uh, the apostle Paul arrives on the scene and he is on a mission trip and he ends up in Athens. And there in Athens, uh, he heads to the Areopagus where he meets with a bunch of philosophers. You know, if you think of those Greek philosophers, Plato and, and Socrates and Aristotle, those guys uh, who lived before Christ, um, this area in Greece was well known for its philosophical debate and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, humanistic leanings and so forth. And so Paul comes in and he sees all these different altars and all these different uh, uh, places that dedicated to all these different gods and he even sees one that says to the unknown God. And so Paul takes this opportunity to present to these people. He says, I see you even have this altar to the unknown God and I see how godly all of you are. Um, let me tell you about that unknown God uh, who, who uh, uh, made you and redeemed you and rescued you from sin and death and, and that is Jesus. And I think the lesson to learn here is really that um, we as Christians have been called to pass on this gospel message that we have been taught. You know, Paul wasn't always known as Paul. He used to be known as Saul, and he was a persecutor of Christians, and he was trying to get Christians arrested and, and even put to death. And yet, Jesus in his love and mercy came to Paul and completely turned his life around and made him a, a man of God, a Christian who was a follower of Christ and one of the most uh, well-spoken advocates for Christianity in the New Testament church, the greatest missionary who's ever lived. Uh, What an amazing thing, that complete 180 turnaround. And Paul knew how much Jesus did for him, and in response, he couldn't help it. You know, he couldn't just go live in a cave the rest of his days after what he did. No, he said, i got to go tell people about this. And isn't that the case for us, too? You know, as Christians uh, who've been Christians our whole lives, it's really easy to fall into kind of a lackadaisical, well, you know, if if they know, they know, and you know, I'm not going to be bothered to to tell this person about Jesus, or I'm not going to talk about my faith, or... Uh, so forth. But uh, as Christians, we truly need to inwardly digest just how important and amazing this gospel message is to us. It, it has completely changed our lives and made us into someone, uh, a brand new, a new creation. And that's what Jesus has done for us. And so Paul goes and he says, hey, this Jesus 
uh, has died on the cross. He's rescued you from your sins, and he has given you eternal life and salvation to anyone who believes in him. And uh, uh, just as Paul preached and, and eventually was put to death for his faith, so too we are called to, to spread forth the gospel message in every opportunity as we can and to proclaim the resurrection of the dead uh, in Christ Jesus for all those who believe in him. So that's the uh, VBS lesson in a nutshell. Um, let's see, we've got about 15 minutes in here, so we probably could have gone way longer if we wanted to, but, yeah. but uh, uh, hopefully you get kind of a taste of what the kids are learning this week. And uh, if you have any more questions about any of those uh, days, you're certainly welcome to contact myself or uh, the vicar here. Uh, so some weekly updates and reminders for you uh, later on this afternoon. So this podcast comes out at 11, but at 2 o'clock today, uh, Wednesday the 26th, uh, Ladies Auxiliary, uh, we'll be hosting the play put on by the class of 2032. Uh, you want to explain how that kind of came about, that, that this play from the class of 2032 is happening? Yeah, it's my understanding that this play was was going to have happened like three years ago. Yeah, and, COVID uh, year or something. COVID like year happened, and, you know, one thing led to another, and it tried to get rescheduled, tried to get rescheduled, and just never happened. So these children are finally having the opportunity. They've been practicing hard to present this play. And uh, all the ladies that come, I'm sure, will be very happy to, to see what they have. And I've, I've heard yeah. that it's it's well done and, and, and good to see. So, so anybody and everybody welcome. Yep. Uh, Two o'clock. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday the, the 26th. The 26th. Yep. Okay. Uh, this evening, our online Bible class continues. Pastor Radical is leading us through that ge- geographical study of uh, his trip there to Israel. Uh, I'm not sure where we're at this week, but uh, we'll see what see what he has in store for us this evening. Uh, already mentioned it, but there's shingling going on here, so please stay away from the north, west, and east side of the building. Um, the dangerous part is over now, I believe. All the sh- old shingles have all been taken off, so there's no, no danger in that. But still, obviously, there's men up there working with hammers and tools, so forth, so um, probably best just to avoid everything but the south side, that's the school parking lot side of the building. Um, should be safe over there, but everywhere else I would recommend just kind of staying away from it because of all the work being done with that. Uh, this weekend is our last weekend with our vicar, so it's truly been a blessing to work with you, Paul, over the past couple months here. I feel like I'm just kind of getting into the swing of things, right. getting to know you, and then you're getting out of here. But I uh, uh, want to thank you very much for all your work and wish you the Lord's bless, best in the coming year and, and looking forward to seeing where the Lord has in mind for you and for Courtney and the girls going forward, but uh, confident that you will be a blessing to our church body and looking forward to seeing how you how you bless us in the future. So Yeah, thank you. And it's just been a great summer. I cannot believe, I've said this to a number of people, how quickly it has all gone by. You yeah. know, I've been here for going on two months and a few days here. Yeah. And it just, it flew by something fierce, but I, I yep. have learned a lot, had a great time working with Pastor Nauman here and Pastor Radical and, and meeting all of you in the congregation. So thank you for having me and God bless you all. And I'm not gone yet, but until we meet again. <laughs> we'll meet again. <laughs> well, we need to, need to uh, see you preach one last time this weekend. And looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Adopt a Highway is coming up in August. So that would be Saturday, August 12th. We normally do that from 9 to 10.30. So we'll do an hour and a half, do as much as we can, and, and go from there. So please note that in your calendar, Saturday, August 12th. Hoping for a cool day that day. Uh, our committee of the congregation is scheduled to meet at 7 p.m. on August 14th. Again, that was organized at our last voters meeting uh, to discuss the choir policy. Uh, it's a topic that has come up and continued uh, for quite some time now. So if you're interested in that, please note that in your calendars. 7 p.m. August 14th, the committee of the congregation will be meeting. Uh, 
And finally, for our prayer list, we have our cancer patients, Carrie Dale, John Hine, and Will Rucker. We keep all of them in our prayers. I just met with Will a little bit today. He seems to be doing very well, so we thank God for that. Uh, we keep in our prayers Marv Lighting. Uh, Marv's health seems to be declining quite a bit. He's over at Pathstone uh, currently, and uh, we keep him in our prayers. We also thank God on behalf of Audrey Leak. She ended up back home uh, last, I believe it was last Friday or Saturday, something like that. She was hospitalized with some complications on some uh, uh, potassium levels or something like that and uh, ended up in the hospital. But she's back home now, and we pray the Lord would continue to give her healing a body as well and remind her most of all of the healing of her soul through Christ Jesus. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today, hymn 613, one of my favorites. I thought the vicar could read this for us going out. So our theme for VBS is, our theme for VBS is uh, uh, Back to Jerusalem, and one of my favorite hymns is Jerusalem the Gold. What a beautiful hymn this is. Jerusalem the golden, with milk and honey blessed, Beneath thy contemplation sink heart and voice oppressed. I know not, oh, I know not, what joys await us there, What radiancy of glory, what bliss beyond compare. They stand, those halls of Zion, all jubilant with song, And bright with many an angel and all the martyr throng. The prince is ever in them, the daylight is serene, the pastures of the blessed are decked in glorious sheen. There is the throne of David, and there, from care released, the shout of them that triumph, the song of them that feast, and they who with their leader have conquered in the fight forever and ever, and clad in robes of white. O sweet and blessed country, the home of God's elect. O sweet and blessed country that eager hearts expect. Jesus, in mercy, bring us to that dear land of rest, who art with God the Father and Spirit ever blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.